Hey there, to It's All Speechy, it's Natalie, your host and speech language pathologist. Welcome, welcome. We are sitting down to learn about all the things in regards to the field of speech and language pathology. I became curious about the things I did not know, so here we are learning all of them in one place. This is a place to really build a community within our field to share expertise and knowledge, as well as learn from others who have done the hard work for us. Disclaimer, information discussed on this podcast is not based solely on my opinions, personal beliefs, or therapy practices. It is solely informational. I am learning from others just like you. This podcast does not take the place of skilled speech services or medical attention from a qualified healthcare provider. Let's get started. Leanna Valentin is a pediatric in-home speech language pathologist who has worked with children throughout her 19-year career as an SLP. She started her own private practice in 2016 called SpeechWorks Therapy in Texas. Her life's mission is to do whatever it takes to help those whom she serves to be the best communicators they can be while helping families advocate for their children. You talked about being a chronic pain sufferer. Yes. What is chronic pain, chronic pain illness? Kind of teach me. Okay, so, and I, thankfully, I mean, I have a decent amount of experience. Um, My chronic illnesses and pain are not a daily thing, which I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's something that is always there, and you always have to manage it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it makes life difficult um, Mm -hmm. because... For example, I'll, I'll just list my items in no particular order because I don't remember when they all happened. Some mm-hmm. of them happened at birth and then some of them have happened in my 45 years. But okay. I have low blood pressure, which makes me tired all the time. Mm-hmm. I have low blood sugar, so I have to... And I'm not hypoglycemic or diabetic. I just... I'm on that border And so I always have to, as a traveling speech therapist, and when I say travel, just to the patients whom I serve, Mm -hmm. I have a snack bag in my truck. Mm -hmm. And because if I'm gone for all day as I'm driving, I'm snacking. Yeah. Um, Just to make sure that, you know, I'm not dipping down because if I dip down too far, then I'll get headaches, I'll get dizzy, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I have tons of allergies to a variety of environmental items, food items, medicines, you name it. So (laughs) like, yeah. And so there out of the 17 families I serve, I think it's 17 right now because some of them, I I work with more than one um, Mm -hmm. patient in the home. There are some animals that I'm allergic to. Now I'm allergic to all animals, pretty much anything with fur which is yeah. funny because I live on a ranch, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but some will give me like hives if their fur touches my skin. And so as much as I want to love on them, I cannot, mm-hmm. you oh. know? And so then like, sometimes I'm like, Hey, um, I hate to be that person, but before I come on Wednesday, can you just like vacuum a little square where yeah. I can sit on the floor that doesn't, and it's not because, you know, it's a, a dirty place. It's just because mm-hmm. I'm allergic. Um, and then environmental stuff, you know, it just comes with allergies, just like seasonal allergies and things like that. Yeah. Um, I have IBS and um, GERD, so inter irritable bowel syndrome and mm-hmm. gastroesophageal reflux disease. So my GI is always in turmoil. I mean, oh. even when I'm eating clean, she's still not happy. <laughs> so. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> you know, I, I just learned to manage that. Um, yeah. Generalized anxiety disorder, um, that came from genetics and mm. my formative years. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so that kind of amplifies everything else mm-hmm. because of my stress levels. Um, I also have mitral valve prolapse, which can't be managed medically because I have low blood pressure. So I have to manage it with my diet. Um, and then, but that one is not, it's more of a nuisance really. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, my, my heartbeat will be irregular when it gets really cold, really fast. So like when we have a huge cold front, because 
my blood volume will change. And so mm-hmm. I need to hydrate more to thin out my blood volume. Um, or when I get really stressed or when I'm eating crummy a lot, mm-hmm. then my heart will go, hey, can you just not for yeah. a bit? That would be great. And then my most recent, oh, I forgot to add one. I'm looking at the little thing. I forgot to add my biggest one. Oh, my second biggest one. Um, I, I wrote on the, the handout to keep my memory going. Um, cutaneous T-cell lymphoma. Um, I talked about this. I did a podcast with Jesse Andrix. Mm-hmm. Um, so, SLP stress management podcast. Wow. See, it's just, yeah. Um, and so it is a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. It, so cancer. It's a blood cancer mm-hmm. that shows up in the lymphocytes of my skin. So oh, wow. it's technically a blood cancer, but it presents as a skin disorder. So, Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an autoimmune disease. So obviously when I get sick, it takes me longer to get over things because it is in my blood, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it's in the lymphocytes of my skin, which is managed with phototherapy. So I don't have to do chemo or radiation or anything like that. Oh, God. But... It just, you know, it's, it's easy to manage. I'm stage 1A. It's an indolent disease, so it's a slow, mm-hmm. like, I'm probably going to be 1A until the day I'm gone. But yeah. it's just something that, again, I have to manage. I have to be mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, it's been 10 days. I need to do my phototherapy or, you know. Um, oh, and wow. then, yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, I have a machine in my bedroom, so I don't have to <laughs> make appointments because I was just like, No. Because when I first started, this was in 2017 when I got the diagnosis. Um, what better thing to do when you get a cancer diagnosis than to say, hey, I'm going to start my own private practice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, these will go great together. Like, yes. stress levels will be very minimal. I mean, let me tell you. Um, but the, when I first started, the treatments were three times a week. Oh, gosh. And there was no way I could manage life that way. Yeah. You know, I would have so much PTO, you know. Well, and, and you're the in the kids. country, too. So how far did you have to travel to, like, um, get the therapy if done? If I did go get the therapy done, it would be about an hour, I think. Oh, wow. To drive there. And the therapy yeah. is, like, 15 minutes. Oh, God. If that. Now, mine is, so, like, so managed because I've just, you know that it's six minutes every 10 days, every 10 to 12 days. So, you know, but you know, it's still, it's something that I have to like Mm -hmm. mental. And then obviously if I get sick, it takes me a little bit longer to, to heal. But the one that I didn't put on there, this was in 2018 or 2019 is endometriosis. And as a 40 Mm -hmm. some odd year old person, normally like endometriosis is identified much earlier. Um, but one thing that I've realized about myself is that stress, it brings out medical conditions for me. Mm. So when I worked in the schools the first time around, when I was, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed little CF and doing my thing by the third year of my time at the, the schools, I was on one campus it went from 50 students to 72 students to 103 on one campus. And that's when I got my mitral valve prolapse. Then when I did schools the second time around two years, that's when the cancer diagnosis came up Mm -hmm. and then started my private practice. Didn't do my management properly And that's when the endometriosis popped up. So I think that I had all of these things at manageable or these undetected levels, but then stress just like blew them wide Mm -hmm. open to where they became these things. And so, you know, it sounds like a lot. You're just like, wow, that's like a whole lot of stuff that you have to manage. And it is like mentally, there are days that I wish I didn't have to be like, wait, what day is it? Do I need to do my photo therapy? Or, oh, wait, we can't go to this restaurant because they don't have anything gluten-free. Or, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a lot of think about it. Or did I take my meds last night? I don't necessarily want people to feel sorry for me. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But I just want them to understand that, you know, I may look like I've got it all together on the outside, but trust me, I don't. (laughs) We're still working on it. (laughs) So really do not. I have good days and bad days, but you see the good days. And you Mm -hmm. see, you see some of the mid days, but I, that's mine that, you know, that that's my journey. And I tell some families because, and I don't get into all of the things. I'll just say I have, you know, an autoimmune disease or I have a chronic inflammatory disease or something like that. So Mm -hmm. that way, if I need to schedule an appointment during their child session or, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I can't come today. They understand that I'm not Mm -hmm. flaking out. I want them to understand that. And I, at first... I didn't want to tell anybody anything. It's like, oh, but then I'm yeah. like, wait a second. They need to know. I'm a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody, everybody has something that they're dealing with. And so, again, I don't just be like, hi, I'm here to work with your child, do your initial evaluation. By the way, here are the eight things yeah. that I manage on a daily basis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it's, and I also try not to, um, depression runs in my family. Um, I got the opposite side of that. I got the anxiety because my formative years, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that whole nature versus nurture, it's both. Um, and so I don't want, I I know that I have to manage these things, but I don't want them to consume me Yeah. Mm -hmm. because if I let that happen, then I'll go that other way, uh, you know, and then I won't take care of myself and then I won't be able to help others. And I think that's why I was put on this planet, um, yeah. is to help other people. And so that's why I'm like, okay, you've got a job to do. Just, you know, mm-hmm. put your game face on, get it done. You can crash when you get home. Yeah. Um, but there are some days that, that I need to, that, you know, I need to take a day for myself. And unfortunately as a type A person, I kind of overdo a lot. And so mm-hmm. then when I do need that time off, thankfully, my families are like, please, yeah. please take a day because you've, you know, you've worked all of this. Yeah. And so it's understandable, but it, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It is. It, it's, it's a constant thing. It's a 24-7 thing. And just like owning your own practice, you're thinking about it 24-7. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always got my mind going so people are like oh did you sleep well last night um did i, I sleep yeah <laughs> right i was like I, and i can sleep but i have nightmares about things mm, yeah because i'm thinking of this or you know mm-hmm. this and so i'm not really sleeping not, not getting that good it. right it's not restful yeah yeah and so that's another reason why i'm so tired and for people who are listening to this, I think I've yawned at Natalie like five or six times and it's not her. It's just <laughs> the end of the day and my low blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love like how you're saying like, I'm just honest with the families. Like I'm just yeah. telling them like, this is cause I think, I mean, whether we have a specific illness or what, like Sometimes we have to be seen like human beings because I think yeah. as therapists, doctors, like nurses, people don't really see them as people anymore. Like it's just no. like, okay, like you are this person that's going to change my life. And when you don't or like even like how many people are like, oh, I can't take any time off from my private yes. practice because then my families are going to get mad because they're not getting their session or whatever. And it's like, right? they need to know yeah, you might be sick. You might have a cold. Or, I mean, there's some people that do suffer from depression and being able to have that ability to tell your family is like, I am so sorry. I cannot do our session today or right. we yeah. can reschedule. Like I have time over here, but like today I need this day to yeah. and, like, be brown eyed and bushy tailed. <laughs> right. Yes. And with one of, with my endometriosis, I get migraines, but they're not, mm migraine migraines my mom was a migraine sufferer and so like I saw that my entire life so I don't have those migraines I have they call them it's either depending ocular or optical um so it affects your vision Mm -hmm. so I will get rainbow streaks and like kaleidoscope in my left eye 
Oh, crazy. And then I'll get, yeah, and then I'll get double vision if it's past six feet. And then the other type of migraine I get are vestibular migraines. And both of these either can have the headache with it or without. Mm -hmm. I've had both. But the vestibular migraine gives me vertigo. Oh, God. So I clearly can't drive if I can't see. Yeah. And I can't even stand up straight. And yeah. so I'll tell my family, and they're like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, well, it's part of one of my um, inflammatory, like chronic inflammatory diseases. And they're like, oh, my God. And so then I'm like, well, it, it, it may affect you maybe once a month, maybe mm-hmm. once every other month. I never know when it's coming. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, you can't plan for it, you know. Yeah. And so, but I think, I, I hope that, and like we were talking about, you know, personality type, you know, like I'm a type A I'm an ISFJ for those Meyer Briggs people out there. So I'm like the defender. I'm like the person that's the rule follower and the go getter and the always want to, you know, and I have some chronic PTSD. And so I'm an innate people pleaser mm-hmm. um, that like I I'm driven by that. And so like I go all out and then I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, stop and that's how like the endometriosis came about is that my private practice grew very quickly within a year I had 24 patients on my caseload but I also drove to five different cities Mm -hmm. and I'm the one who calls the doctors I'm the one who faxes the reports I'm the one who does the billing I'm the one who talks to the insurance when am I going to do that yeah I didn't schedule that Mm-hmm. in, you know, my thing. And so I've learned a lot about myself and about my practice as I've gone. And I'm yeah. still learning. I mean, this is mm-hmm. my sixth year and I, I'm still learning and putting different procedures into place. And, you know, because each season of your life and of your career is different. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's important to recognize that and honor that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people will give you grace. You just have to let them give it to you. Yes. Yeah. I think I think that's so important. Like, I wish you could just end right there because... Like, just... The, <laughs> mic drop. This is it. Like, <laughs> the, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I'm definitely the same way. Like, I don't want to ask for help. I don't... It's me or the highway, not near the highway, but, like, I'm on that highway by myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need anyone there. And uh, I'm short. I can't reach the top shelf anywhere. Um, So, like, my boyfriend gets really mad because he's like, Natalie, like, you literally walk across the house to get a ladder. You climb up on the counter, like, to get to this thing on the top shelf while I'm sitting at the table or while I'm, like in the kitchen with you right. and I'm like oh I'm sorry like I just I want to get up there and I don't want to be a burden and yes. I mm-hmm. yes where I think yeah like we need to give that to our parents too in like yes really trusting them that they will do the best for us do the best for our relationship like yeah instead of go 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 we gotta make them happy 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 and there it's that quality again you know mm-hmm. it it's it, and for some families, I've been with them off and on. There's a family that I've been with off and on for nine years. Yeah. Back when I worked for a home health agency and then when I started my private practice. And they consider me part of the family. Yeah. And, I mean, they don't know where I live. They don't know my mm-hmm. favorite color. You know, those yeah. kinds of things. But, like, our lives become somewhat enmeshed. And that's kind of what you want you don't mm-hmm. want, uh, you know, just like you like a doctor that has a really good bedside manner that mm-hmm. can empathize with you, that can relate to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want that for every experience, especially for your child. Yeah. And so, you know, someone that comes in that like pets the dog and says hi to grandpa and knows where like the mm-hmm. sink is so that, you know, wash your hands and be like, oh, wait, where are your crayons? Oh, wait, I know where they are. So you're, yeah. you're not really like, oh, mom, I need this you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it just, it it becomes a relationship, this, you know, this cultivated relationship where I also see generalization happen because it's not like, oh, Leanna's here. We're going to work on this. 
-hmm. It's just like, oh, Leanna's back. Hey, what are we going to do today? Yeah. You know, so it it doesn't seem as forced Mm, because it's just this natural, you know, thing. And you just come in and you you do and then you go home. But and then you're always thinking of them, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know. And so, yeah, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think I think that's so important to like make them like you don't want to get to the point where it's like too friendly or it's like oh yeah like our family is like went out to this like event on Saturday or whatever it might be there is like a little line I do that for Facebook so Mm -hmm. like families that I've really connected with and then they discharge but the mom's like oh my gosh we're gonna miss you I'm like you know what keep me posted on Facebook yeah I'll see progress and updates. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so that way there's still that. And, you know, I guess it was like a month or so ago, maybe it's a couple months, time flies so quickly. Yeah. That um, it was a patient that I worked with when he was like eight or nine. And I was going on this, um, I wouldn't call it a rant. I would call it an an emotional. Mm Mm-hmm experience I was retelling an experience Uh and then you know and before I had somebody or I put a post like a poll and I said can you guess what I'm you know really excited about or whatever and that person and it was like a weird name like not anything that I could recognize and knew what it was and I was like who is this random person because like their account is private and I was like I don't want to follow you back because I don't know who you are yeah and then so when I was retelling my emotional story and I was like so so and so whoever you are you are right blah 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 and then I looked through my dms and he was like remember me it's so and so and he's a senior in high school now oh my god and I was just like So, you know, his mom and I still stay in touch because she's Mm -hmm. got a younger kid and, you know, she asks me, she asks for advice because he's also receiving speech therapy services. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's things like that. And he's like, hey, remember when we were playing Legos in your room and you gave me that monkey? And I was just like, yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. Remember that exact time you were wearing a shirt. Wow. Right. I mean, it, it was so like, so I, I appreciate that though, yeah. those moments that you get to connect and then you still, you know, are part of those families' lives and not just like a, Hey, you know, come to Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. but you can just like hop on Facebook messenger and be like, Oh my gosh, I just saw that yeah. so-and-so got AB on a roll. Let him know how proud I am. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Do yeah. you have a, um, or I guess like being a business owner with yes. your chronic pain and illnesses, mm-hmm. how do you juggle those? Because I mean, I know from kind of personal experience as well as like my boyfriend running a business and just like Facebook groups, running a business is hard. So is how hard. do you juggle that with? Well, and it's funny, I I follow Sharon Says So on Instagram. I don't know if you know who she I is. I haven't heard of that, no. Oh, she is amazing. Her name is Sharon McMahon. Um, she is America's government teacher. Okay. And she's just like this amazing human being. So everybody who's listening, please follow Sharon Says So on mm-hmm. Instagram. She's amazing. Um, why did I bring her up just now? Struggling. Entrepreneurial. There we go. Yeah. There it is. Um, so entrepreneurialism. She was talking about how she's been an entrepreneur her mm-hmm. entire life ever since she was little. And I thought about it and I was like, Oh my gosh, so have I. Because we had an apple tree. We used to live in the suburbs mm-hmm. in Texas. And we had a Granny Smith apple tree in our front yard. And mm-hmm. I got this grand idea because I'd always see, we lived in an older community. So mm-hmm. the seniors would do morning walks, um, yeah. you know, just like when it's nice in the morning and during the summer. And so during summer break, I would pick apples put them in little small little baskets and sell them. I would just sit <laughs> at the end of the sidewalk and wait for the grandmas oh, I love to come that. around and sell them to them. And they would bake pies and they'd come back around and be like, oh my gosh, it was an amazing pie. Everybody loved it. And I mean, I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. I've been hustling ever since I was little and I didn't realize it, you yeah. know? So I just, I think for me, I had it in me. I yeah. think it was just 
this personality trait that I had. But when all the other things started to come into play, I had to shift my mindset when, when I became a private practice owner, I had to shift my mindset from this over abundance of you have to make this much money. You have to have 100% productivity. You have to do all this stuff because I get to manage my income. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not giving my portion to a business and then I'm getting a certain percentage. I'm getting whatever the insurance reimburses me or whatever mm-hmm. the family, um, the rates that we have set up minus, you know, gas mileage or, you know, gas money and all that stuff. Yeah. But things that I had to learn that help me manage both is scheduling and <laughs> now mind you, I'm learning this as I go. <laughs> six years in and I'm still learning. I stopped working a six day work week in June of this year. Jeez Louise. I work six days. Now granted it wasn't like eight hours a day of kids. Yeah. Of patients of therapy. But every day I was on my laptop in my truck Mm -hmm. or in a kid's Mm -hmm. house. Yeah. And it in some, you know, version. So I had to really think about scheduling. Like I need time. I need a chunk of time to bill. I need a chunk of time to see kids in this area. I need a chunk mm-hmm. of time to call doctor's offices and insurance companies. So that was important. And then honoring my rest again, that type mm-hmm. A personality, it's always go, go, go. And chronic PTSD thinking that if I'm not constantly going, that I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I'm just now coming into ownership that I can have worth and still scroll Instagram for an hour mm-hmm. because yeah. as an introvert, I need to recharge. There's yeah. no shame in that. Um, and giving myself grace. And instead of saying, I am so sorry, I need to do this. I mean, obviously I apologize because I feel bad mm-hmm. for, you know, but I'll say I'm running five minutes late or 10 minutes late traffic. You know, I was talking to another parent about something that took a little bit longer. And then when I get to the house, I say, thank you for your understanding. Thank mm-hmm. you for giving me grace. Thank you for the opportunity yeah. to make up this session instead of, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then prioritizing because as, as you just heard, I have brain fog. Um, sat there and knew exactly what I was going to talk about. And then the train just derailed somewhere. <laughs> I, did I, too. Found her. I found her. But it, it's <laughs> true. And I even did a post, I guess a year or so ago on Instagram where I had such brain fog, a task that would normally take me two minutes, took me 30 and I still did it wrong. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, stop mm-hmm. because I'm going to have to clean up my own mess. And Leanna brain fog mess is so bad. It is so bad. And so I, I switched and instead of doing, and another person that I follow about organization management and chunking prioritizing is Jess Massey um, with Hustle Sanely. And she talks about, you know, like chunking your time, delegating tasks, and then talking about energy. Mm -hmm. So like if you're a morning person and that's when you're like all the synapses are firing, that's when you need to like work on your TPT projects or that's mm-hmm. when you need to start writing those reports that you just like want to knock them out of the park. Yeah. When uh-huh. you, when you have mid energy where you still have some brain energy, but you're just like, not like tip top, maybe schedule some of your therapy sessions that, you know, you know, like your Arctic kids or, you know, the ones that don't require that much of your mental bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And then when you're like, for me, I still don't know all of my energy levels and what, cause they come and go and everything's kind of yeah. different. But then when you have those low energy, do this task like filing mm-hmm. or cleaning out your email or updating your Excel spreadsheet and adding numbers in from your mileage that you're going to be sending off to IRS, mm-hmm. you know, things like yeah. that. So that way you're not mad at yourself for saying, Oh, I didn't get anything done, mm-hmm. but you're also not, taking something that needs your full attention and only giving it half and then being disappointed with the result later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's oh, like putting sure. the procedures in place. And I, again, 
six years in and I'm still putting in procedures because things change, seasons change. Like my caseload changes. And so my needs for those patients change. I have kids who need a lot of visual supports right now. So I'm in front of board maker a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, you just have to manage like, okay, I need to work on this. So I need to put in a chunk of time. And then with that, like with the seasons, be flexible with yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't say like, okay, on Monday from eight to 10, I'm going to work on TPT products. And then you wake up with brain fog or you're doubled over in pain. And you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to clean therapy materials. So that way I have something to put in my therapy bags for next week. And I'm going to do some light filing Mm -hmm. or take a nap. It is okay (laughs) to take a nap. I, Leanna Valentine, give you permission to take a nap (laughs) if you need one. Because I made a sweatshirt last year that said nap team captain. And I wear that with pride. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely went through, like, I think high school, I would take naps and, like, be perfectly fine with it. I think college is kind of when it came where I'm like, no, like, I have to do all these things. I have to, like, be up. Because, I mean, also college, everyone takes pride in being like, oh, I was up for 24 hours straight. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what can I do? Like, how can I do that? I um, didn't make it to 24 hours, but I would do, like, very long days. Yes. And uh, now even, like, in this time period, like, I am not typically a nap person, but, like, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be productive doing anything. Like, even sometimes, like, your body just feels heavy. That you're like, I can't yes. even, like, get up and, like, yes. clean something. Because, like, right. my body and, like, my mind is just, I'm like, okay. Yes. And, like, naps, I think, too, there's people that think like naps have to be like an hour and a half long like oh our afternoon nap is like all afternoon where it's like right like what was it oh yesterday I took a nap um good old Sunday we're watching football I took a nap for like 20 minutes or so and I'm like wow like I didn't even really miss anything but like I feel so much more refreshed and now I can go clean all these other things and finish up my day of cleaning and like I still took a nap in the middle of it and it's fine yes (laughs) Yes. Naps are fine. I, I approve them 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, with with me, I have a tendency to, like, nap hard. Yeah. And I'm talking, like, two to three hours sometimes. That's mind-blowing um, to me. Well, it's it's my low blood pressure. Yeah. It's all the things. I'm just chronically tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even as a child, I would nap for, like, the longest time. I've always been a napper. Yeah. It's just something ingrained in me. And so... And and then I can get a full night's sleep. Now, granted, it's not the restful sleep as yeah. we all talk about, but you know, I I can. I just and my husband's like, how do you do it? He said I can take like a fifteen or twenty minute nap, and I'm good. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> so, like people actually sleep for twenty right? minutes? Like <laughs> that's that's magical. <laughs> what is this witchcraft you speak of? <laughs> yeah. Well, Leanna, is there any last minute tips that you have for business owners, either? about taking time off, about connecting with families? Um, um, well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna start your own business, uh, do the research, don't go in blind, yeah. but also don't be that person that researches it to be perfect and then gets mm-hmm. involved because yeah. then you never will. So you have to start scared and mm-hmm. you have to start I mean, mine, my journey was 15 years, but then again, it was, I knew what I wanted to do in undergrad and I needed to just get there. Um, but that's my type A want everything to be perfect personality. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do it because I know this much information. And then as I went, I was like, wow, (laughs) okay, I need this. Um, so if anyone wants to start their own business, look into the logistics of it, like just the basic logistics, mm-hmm. um, insurance, liability insurance, malpractice insurance, um, how figure out how you're going to do it. Are you going to niche or are you going mm-hmm. to just be open access? How are you going to take payment? Are you going to just do private pay? Or are you going to be contracted with insurances? Are you going to be mm-hmm. contracted with commercial insurances or government insurances or both? Um, Mm -hmm. and then how are you going to manage the data? 
um, when you're, yes. you know, keeping everything straight, are you going to have an EMR system? Like, uh, I don't know what, I can't remember what EMR system stands for, but for me, just because type A, um, and I, I have trust issues, <laughs> So I don't want anybody doing my billing except for me. Yeah. Because that's that's my money. I feel you. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, and then also, yeah. And then also, so an EMR system, is like electronic medical records. Yes. There we go. <laughs> At least one of us came up with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I've worked with companies that have them because they have to, right? They have to do that. They have to source out all of their stuff. But you need to figure out like what works for you. And for mm-hmm. me... It works out for Microsoft Excel, and I do my super bills and my invoices on Microsoft Word, and mm-hmm. I use a third-party clearinghouse that is free. Yeah. Does it take a little bit more work? Yes. Is it mm-hmm. free? Also, yes. Mm-hmm. So for me, the investment in time, which is it, it it's not exorbitant. Yeah. Um, I did a post on Instagram this week where I timed myself on doing billing for a week's worth of therapy and it took me 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to source that out at all. Um, but if that's not your jam and you're like, you know what, time is money, by all means, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also figure out, are you going to work by yourself? Or are you going to have a corporation? You know, yeah. are you going to add other people? Are you just going to keep it speech therapy? Or are you going to make it for S-T-O-T-P-T? Mm-hmm. Um are you going to do in-home or are you going to have a, um, a brick and mortar mm-hmm. or are you going to do teletherapy? Because teletherapy is its, its own beast. Yes. Um, and yes. that requires, you know, knowledge too. And then what age ranges are you going to work with, which also impacts what insurances you're going to be involved in. So just mm-hmm. do that research and really figure out what you want to do. Because yeah. if, if you just go in blind, it's going to be so much harder and then you're not going to be as successful as you intentionally hoped. And then that might dash your hopes of continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, the independent clinician, Jenna Castro Carbon, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Jenna. Um, she has um, on her website opportunities for um, like forms like mm-hmm. templates mm-hmm. that you can use, that you can purchase, and then you can um, individualize, customize. Yeah. And then another thing is that sometimes, and I think unless you work like in a hospital or clinic setting, you feel like you're all by yourself, mm-hmm. you know? As a speech therapist in a school, you're usually the only one. Or mm-hmm. at me as a private practice, it's just me. Mm-hmm. And so I like connecting through social media, especially Instagram. Instagram yeah. has a wealth of knowledge from a variety. I mean, I could give you a list of 20 easy yeah. that, um, that provide really good information, like not only just quick tips on how to do things, but like the informed SLP, they take research journal, journal, wow, journal <laughs> articles. They're journal. They're, I just made a new word. I love it. I'm going to have to use it now. (laughs) Uh, That they just, they take them, they do the research, they read it, and then they summarize it. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, that's fascinating. And then just that community, you know, where I've got um, Miss Fun and Speech, Tara. Um, She and I talk on the regular in DMs about the weirdest things. But, you know, then I can reach out to her and be like, hey, what would mm-hmm. you recommend for this? Or do you have a resource that works on this? Mm-hmm. Um, and another one that I most recently followed because I have a new patient on my caseload that's below pharyngeal insufficiency is Christy, Christy Boyce. Oh. Um, and she, like, her Instagram led me to her TPT, which led me to her website. So it's things like that. You, mm-hmm. you get to learn. So it's like kind of like free CEUs that Asha won't recognize, yeah. but knowledge is knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and if you get to increase your ability to impact the patients you serve or the people you serve, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we're all in it for. So I, I think For those sure. would be my three things is that, you know, get really 
good, solid templates or forms for whatever you're doing. Do research about specifically what you want to do and all the little things that go behind that. And I believe that Jenna does that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. in like, I think she has courses available too. And then use social media, like not only just to get yourself out there and, you know, promote yourself, but then to collaborate with other people because there are people Mm -hmm. that niche. And so if you have a patient on your caseload, that is this thing, then you can look at their IG. You can scroll through uh, their highlights and be like, oh my gosh. And they can Mm -hmm. give you topics for research that you can, you know, seek out. Yeah. I feel like those are like the good black holes to go into on Instagram where you're like, oh my gosh, I learned so much. And I mean, Mm -hmm. and because our scope of practice is so broad, there there is no way for us to know everything. And so if everybody Mm -hmm. is able to provide, and that's what I mean, social media can be a help and hindrance in the same vein. But I like Instagram because it it seems to be informative and helpful and not as negative as some Mm -hmm. other social media platforms. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you can connect and you can just learn so much because there's so much to learn and you can learn something and then teach somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. that, that continuity of knowledge. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, thank you, Liana. Um, kind of some last questions. Do you yeah. have any books that you've ever read that's really helped you through the process or that you're just like, Oh my God, every SLP needs to read this. Okay. Well, every, I think every person who tries to beat themselves up about the fact that they can't change. Mm-hmm. And I didn't put this on my little thing, but, um, I read this a long time ago before I was even a speech therapist It's called who moved my cheese, my cheese or jeans, cheese, like cheese. mouse eats cheese. Who moved my cheese? Who moved my cheese? Uh, Okay. (laughs) It's a very popular business book. Yeah. Because it talks about change and Mm -hmm. how you need you like if if you're a mouse in in the mouse trap or in the in the maze, Mm -hmm. you like if the cheese moves, you have to go find the cheese. Yeah. And if you just stay put and wait for the cheese to come back, you'll suffer. Mm -hmm. So you have to adapt to change. So that's one. And I mean, I, again, I took it when I was doing data entry and they're like, you need to, you know, read this book. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's like really, it's really good because as a type A person, I'm very stubborn mm-hmm. and like, no, it's my way. It's my yeah. way or the highway. And then it's like, wait, no, no, because there's mm-hmm. another option oh, and I'm let's, listening. let's just try this out. Okay. Then that was many, many moons ago. And then I read this book. I think in 2021, early 2022. It's when I had COVID. So it was in around Christmas time uh, uh-huh. last year. Atomic Habits by James Clear. Ah, uh, I think we actually own that book. <laughs> I've not, it's, I've like meant to read it. I'm like, oh, it's there. But I mean, we have like 700 so, books. So. It, right. It's so good. And the yeah. reason why I like it is they're tangible things that you can Mm -hmm. do. It's kind of like we had talked about at the beginning. We're talking about you don't have to spend 30 minutes doing wordless with your kid. Just Mm -hmm. make these little, like insert these little habits into your day Mm -hmm. and they will just naturally help you progress. And it's the same thing. So, and the way he writes, like his um, narrative, like the way he writes, he has a story a short story at the beginning of every chapter that leads into what particular goal or thing that he's trying to explain. So it's kind of written in a casual sense. And then he puts the science behind it. Mm -hmm. And and I like that because I like science. I like science very much, but I also like, I, I mean, I use medical jargon for my reports, but I also write it to where the parent can understand the report too. Mm-hmm. You know, 100%. I use the medical jargon for insurance mm-hmm. and then I write it in regular jargon or like I'll put in parentheses, like explaining what that is so yeah. that the parents aren't like, what is this? What is she talking about? So yeah. they're, they're tangible items that are easy 
to understand and, and use. And so it's talking about these uh, atoms, so atomic tiny mm-hmm. habits that once ingrained into your daily life become, you know, you think, you know, the atomic bomb become yeah. these major changes because you instill these habits, these positive mm-hmm. habits. I mean, because it can go one of, you know, two ways. Yeah. But if you can't, like, for example, if you scroll on social media for an hour before bedtime, okay, that's something you could do. Or you could read mm-hmm. for an hour. Or you could uh, listen to a podcast for an hour. Or you could cross-stitch or do a puzzle. Or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So just think of a habit that you're not a big fan of. Think of a way to tweak it a little bit. Or if you want to integrate a new habit, think of a trigger. Like, okay, when I make my coffee, I'm going to do, like, squats while I'm waiting for my coffee to brew. Or before I take a shower, I'm going to do 15 jumping jacks. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. If there's things that you necessarily don't want to do, you attach it with something that you enjoy doing Mm -hmm. or one was um you don't like working out but when you get on your treadmill you watch your favorite tv show yeah Mm -hmm. and and so you're you're doing the good thing for your body but you're also getting that positive um reward for yourself of watching the tv show yeah so that to me i was just like oh my gosh this is brilliant where has this man been for the past 30 years of my life Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So those would, those would be the two books that have impacted me, aside from the Velveteen Rabbit, because yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the Velveteen Rabbit. Yeah. But, yeah, no explanation so, necessary. None, none needed. Um, um, but yeah, so who moved my cheese mm-hmm. and Atomic Habits? Those would be my the most random things. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up. I've never heard of Who Moved My Cheese, but. I will this probably have to do. read Atomic Habits well, yeah, soon because like, we own it. I can't. <laughs> you can't. There's no excuse. It's not like, oh, I don't have the money. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Right there, Natalie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so organizations. We want to highlight an organization on each episode that is okay. near and dear to you. Okay. Um. It would have to be the Cutaneous Lymphoma Foundation. Yeah. Um, because I have it. And so if you are like think Christmas time when you're on Amazon, you can do your Amazon smile mm, and you yeah. can type in Cutaneous Lymphoma Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I could give you a list for every um, disorder that my kiddos have, but that would take too much yeah. time. So mm-hmm. I'll just leave it personal and do the cutaneous lymphoma foundation. Yeah, that's awesome. That's one thing, like one reason why I did this is like, so that there's all these different organizations and foundations that can be Her, honored. Cause yes. like we don't, we know the big ones. But oh yeah. It's, it's like all the littler ones that it's like, there's so many people out there to help. And it's yes. like, we need to really like bump them up a little more and right. like, really and- celebrate what they're doing. Yeah, and cutaneous lymphoma is a rare lymphoma. It's like mm-hmm. less than five people, or less than five yeah. percent, um, which is very odd because my dad's best friend just got diagnosed with it last year. No way. Yes. No, like yes, mm, because okay, right? He reached out to me. He was like, "Hey," and I mean, I've known him ever since I was born, so you yeah. know, I consider him family. And he was like, "Um, so do you have this?" And I said. Yes, I do. We have the same dermatologist that we check in with because, like, he lives in a city no nearby way. me. Yes. And he was like, yeah, well, I go to Dr. So-and-so. And I'm like, yep, I see her, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. And it was weird. But it was, it was such, you know, I, not like I'm glad that I have it, but mm-hmm. he was terrified. He was like, oh, my gosh, Leanna, is this a life sentence? No. Yeah. No, it is not. Let me explain it to you. You know, so I had that knowledge to give to him, which is, you know, kind of like why I'm doing the podcast is like give that knowledge because mm-hmm. they're just, even if it's one person who needs to hear it and then yeah. they tell one person and that, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. So cutaneous lymphoma foundation. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Liana. This is such a blast. I know it was. we've talked forever tonight, but. <laughs> but that is okay. It's an enjoyable thing. And, yeah. it, you know, it's about stuff that I'm passionate about. And mm-hmm. your podcast is letting people talk about the things that they're passionate about. So yeah. I think it's wonderful what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I know I'm like, I, I'm kind of the same thing. I'm like, all my jobs is like me like either I'm PRN and like hopping in between all the facilities so I can't get to know people or I'm on my own in houses or whatever and I'm like I need a way out like I'm extroverted I am EFSP I'm all over the place so I'm like I need the people (laughs) yeah part of me thinks that I'm an ambivert Mm -hmm. because I, I mean like I said this is my fourth podcast yeah but after this I will not want to talk to another human being until like the very like last possible minute. Yeah. Tomorrow. I would just be like, okay, I have exceeded my, um, mm-hmm. my time for yeah. being an extrovert. I must stop now and heal. <laughs> I will say good night tonight and see you tomorrow. <laughs> right. So everything else can just, yeah, we'll just be handled elsewhere. <laughs> yep. Where I'm very different. My boyfriend will get home and I'll be like, let me tell you the things. And he's the introvert. So he's like, Natalie, 15 minutes, just yes! <laughs> go do your thing. And I'll be like, okay, like, let me go. I don't know what I'll do, but <laughs> you'll be like, okay, I'm just going to write it down. So I don't forget yep. <laughs> in 15 minutes at 1501. We are chatting. Like, or we can meet in the middle and I'll just like hand you the note and then you can just like read it and like your time that you're like, <laughs> Yes. really settling down just read my stuff like it's fine just be, so that way you can be prepared because I'm going to talk about it again later yep <laughs> <laughs> that's when you balance each other out it's it's all good yes. you just have to know the other yes. person what they're exactly. going to do <laughs> exactly but, yes. yes well thank you so much I hope you have a good rest of the night this is so, oh, so fun oh you do the same I will I talk to you again okay. soon yeah. well that's a wrap thanks for stopping by don't forget to follow It's All Speechy on Instagram at It's All Speechy. Reach out here if you have any questions or topic recommendations that you would like to talk or learn about. Also, follow the podcast on your preferred platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, to get notified of new episodes being dropped. And give a rating of five stars, preferably, if you enjoyed these episodes. Lastly, check out our Patreon to find more information and resources and you get to ask upcoming guests questions that you're dying to get answered. Thank you all again, and I look forward to seeing you again next time.